You're listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast, and I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm going to do something that I've never done before, one of the most off questions that is, ask me, hey, Rick, what do you do? It's a hard question because we do a lot, and to simplify it into a few short words is a little bit of a challenge. I've often thought that if you give me 30 minutes, I'll be glad to tell you not just what we do, but why we do what we do. And so here we are. I was thinking, well, we have a podcast, and so I can do that, and that's what I want to do in this podcast. I'm going to give you an oral history of our ministry. The title of the podcast, episode 218, an oral history of our ministry, 2008 to 2019. What we are today as a ministry is a million miles from what I thought it would be more than a decade ago. It is stunning and humbling to see how God can take five little loaves and a couple of fish and turn it into a global ministry. In this podcast, I'm going to give you a brief oral history of God's good work in our lives, as well as those with whom we've had the privilege to serve. The way that I'm going to do this is I'm going to skip the rock across the pond. I'm going to touch on most of these years from 2008 to 2019. I'll skip a couple, but it will give you an idea. And what I really want you to hear is the amazingness of God and how he can take five loaves and two fishes and turn it into something that is fabulous. And it is what he has done here as he has helped so many people as he's chosen to help so many people through this work. If you want to read what I'm sharing with you, I would love for you to do that, and I would love for you to share this with other people so that they can get a good overview of what God is doing here. And so go to episode 218, and you can read everything that I'm going to share with you. Plus, I have a couple of mind maps embedded here and a whole lot of other articles that you can get into. Episode 218, an oral history of our ministry, 2008 to 2019. In 2008, I started this ministry. We were called the Counseling Solutions Group, and there's no deep spiritual reason for that. It was like my 40th try when I was typing into the government website in South Carolina to where you get your business name and you pay them $50, and I was running out of options because all the good names were taken, and so we ended up with the Counseling Solutions Group as our parent organization. We branded it back then as Competent Counseling because Competent Counseling is what I had planned to do at that point for the rest of my life. On July the 3rd, 2008, I wrote a blog post thinking the Lord may want me to reach a few folks with the practical message of Jesus Christ. And because there was nothing in my brand new echoey cyber store, our website, I wrote a blog post the second day as well, and the day after that. And I wrote a blog post every day for two years without skipping a day. And the reason is, is because when you walked into our cyber store, think about walking into a big box store like Best Buy, and there's nothing on the shelves but a boom box over in the corner somewhere. Well, that's what we had. That's what I had in our website. One little lonely article on July the 3rd, 2008. 
And so I got busy writing and I wrote for two years. And then I, I went from writing seven days a week to five days a week. And then eventually from five days a week to what we have today, three days a week. But the goal was to fill up our store with resources. We have accomplished that goal as you, as you will learn as we continue through this podcast. But I was using the content mostly for the folks that I was counseling. That was the driving reason behind it. I wanted to help them when they were not meeting with me. What I would tell them was, I want you to take me home with you. I knew that counseling for two hours, which is how I, my normal counseling session time, it was not enough to compete in a 168-hour week. And so basically it was two hours of counseling versus 166 hours of whatever else was going on in their lives. And so they needed more than one meeting. And so I got busy writing. In 2009, as I was writing to help my counselees, well, other folks began to read the articles too. We were on the internet. In time, we had a growing following. And so I decided that it might be smart to become a nonprofit, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, thinking perhaps that this thing is turning into a ministry. And so we cobbled together $5,000, hired an attorney, and received our IRS designation in the spring of 2009. In 2011, we continued to grow an audience. And in January of 2011, Todd Frill of Wretched Radio reached out to me pitching this idea, this concept called drive-by marriage. Todd told me that the average commute in America was 20 minutes, and if we made some 16-minute teaching lessons on marriage on audio, that a person could put it in their vehicle and listen on the way to work. And then on the way home that evening, they could listen to a second lesson, and eventually they could work through all 31 lessons. And so I took 250 articles from my website. And I sent them to him, and he pared them down to 31 16-minute audio talks about all things marriage. And so I grabbed my family. We went to Atlanta for three days, and for two and a half days, I sat across from Todd, and he basically interviewed me, and I answered questions. And then they went into post-production, and we ended up with Drive-By Marriage, which has been a very popular resource for both us and them it was during this season that we began rebranding by using my name. At this point, people were Googling me, and so it seemed prudent to make the ministry name and what they were looking for, me, to make it the same name. It's basically taking a loop out of the Googling process, and so we went from competentcounseling.com to rickthomas.net, and so when they hear me, they Google me, they find the website, and that worked well. And so we became rickthomas.net around uh, 2011. We also spent six months wrestling through our mission statement. It was obvious that, that God was blessing the ministry, and so we wanted to become more precise in what we are about. And so after these six months of going back and forth, we finally came out with a mission statement that says, our mission is to help people 
by providing practical resources and ongoing training for effective living. And that has been our mission statement for many years now. If you want to get into a granular level of our mission statement, I do have a mind map here that I created for you so that you can see the four component, uh, key component points, helping people, practical tools, ongoing training, effective living, and then you can read the descriptors under that. Again, you can find all of this in our Life Over Coffee uh, series. This is episode 218, an oral history of our ministry from 2008 to 2019. And so by 2012, Drive-By Marriage made us more of a national brand. As our following continued to grow, this meant that there were more phone calls for help from folks. A lot of those phone calls were people that were asking for training. And it was during this season that I began developing our mastermind program. People resonated with, I'll just say, our way of caring for folks biblically. And they wanted to learn how to do it. And the thing is, is that the people that were calling were all 35, 40, 45, 55 years old. Once you get into your late 30s, early 40s, many people have a spouse. They have growing and grown children. And your problems tend to accumulate along with your questions And so it's not unusual for someone 40 years old to think, I really need some training in in how to do soul care, not just for myself, but for others as well. But they can't uproot and go somewhere to do the training. It's just not realistic. And so it was key for me to create a program to where it can be all online and there's zero travel involved unless you want to go down to your local coffee shop. And we've been doing the Mastermind program for a number of years now, and it is a well-developed, thought-through, I think intelligent, biblical program that anyone that is serious about discipleship would benefit from it. In 2014, the Lord began assembling a team. Lucia was already volunteering for the ministry, along with being a full-time wife, full-time mother, and a full-time homeschool teacher. But I had a lady write in a handwritten letter of all things. Her name is Tracy King and Keen, K-E-E-N, and today she lives in Hawaii with her military husband. But she uh, sent me a letter by mail, and she said, Rick, she said two things, basically, in a very nice way. But she said, Rick, I love your content. Do you need an editor? I was so encouraged. Uh, Sometimes if you write as much as I do, after a while you're staring at wallpaper and you cannot see the mistakes any longer. And so Tracy was one of our first editors and helpers in the ministry. And then Julie Hansen showed up on our cyber doorstep asking if she could pitch in with anything that we needed. The Lord was affecting her through this ministry and her tech skill set was exactly what we needed then and now. So Julie has been working with us since 2014, the last five years. She's what we call a VA. She's a virtual assistant. We don't have any brick and mortar. There's two primary reasons for that. 
one, it keeps costs down. We're doing a lot, and it's just too costly to have that kind of overhead. And so we wanted to use technology redemptively. And to be able to do that, we really didn't need brick and mortar. The second reason is so that we can have uh, mobility and virtually anyone could work with us. Thus, we have VAs or what I call virtual assistants. And, uh, assistants. and Julie uh, was one of our, our first VA. And then eventually Mark Grant and Brandy Huerta came along after they graduated from our Mastermind program. By 2015, I had two full-time jobs. I was counseling and training full-time, and I knew that I could not continue doing both. And so after a lot of prayer and consultation, I started a process of backing away from counseling one-to-one. We still provided counseling through the graduates of our Mastermind program, and we had active forums as well on our website where folks could come with their questions, being an interactive ministry through counseling and the forums. I also counseled people on occasion, perhaps eight to ten times a year, but I had pretty much backed away from doing one-on-one counseling. It was also in 2015 that I started podcasting in response to Willie, a gentleman from Atlanta who is seeing impaired. He had been reading our resources the best that he could. He sent me an email. He was also supporting us as, as well at $5 a month, and he'd been uh, reading our articles, and he asked if I would consider putting the articles in audio. And I've been wanting to podcast for a long time now, but just needed a little, little motivation to get it done. And the Lord used uh, a mostly blind man in Atlanta to motivate me to start podcasting. Podcasting was nearly 10 years old at that time, and I We had to step into that medium knowing that it would only increase our reach. I had a five-year goal was to put all of our articles in audio format. That is our Your Daily Drive network where I take our articles, I put them in audio format so that you can choose. You can read the article, you can listen to the article, you can do both. But I wanted to do that for Willie and anyone else that wanted to listen to them. Of course, that five-year project, because of my writing schedule, it turned into a 10-year project, and I'm not sure if we'll be able to get all of our articles in audio in 10 years, but that is the current goal. Today, we have just under 1,200 podcasts in our archive, and so you can, you can listen for months if you choose uh, to the Your Daily Drive uh, network. I also started taking on speaking events in 2015 because our children were older and they were able to travel with us. I did not do public speaking other than locally when they were younger because our growing family was a priority. But we agreed that that we could add speaking to our plate if we went together. And so I started taking on a few speaking events each year. And we we do that. We've been doing that ever since. Most of the time they go with us. But now that the last couple of years, Lucia and I have been traveling alone. In 2016, I launched the Life Over Coffee podcast, which is the one that you're listening to here. I wanted to do that so that we could do various things like interviews, uh, take on current topics, whatever they may be, like, say, this oral history here. But Life Over Coffee also gave me another way to answer questions that pour into our ministry. We get questions from 
everywhere, whether it's our social media platforms, whether people are sending emails through us using our live chat feature, which is on our website, or through the forums, or random people that I meet in the public, and there's no way for us to keep up in answering all of those questions. And so Life Over Coffee gave me an outlet to answer questions in addition to doing other things. Today, we have more than 200 Life Over Coffee podcasts in our archive. Of course, this is episode 218. Now, in addition to all of these resources, I was also doing video production by creating webinars. Webinars are one-hour training events that we use in our Mastermind program. And then, in addition to that, I was creating what I call video shorts, which are not one hour long. They're shorter than one hour. Some of them were 60 seconds, 90 seconds, 5 minutes, 15 minutes, but shorter videos. And we were putting those out on our social media platforms because we had thousands of followers out there with new people liking us each day. And so we were sending those resources out there for their benefit today we have more than 250 videos in our archive. In 2018, we finally stepped into the paperback book publishing arena. For years, folks were asking for our content in paperback. I had been publishing digitally. Uh, we have more than 20 books, digital books in our e-store and so uh, in our store, e-books in our store. We've been doing that for a while, but because of the time, the money, and the energy needed to produce a book, I was not able to make paperbacks happen. I knew that we had to, and we every so often people say, hey, do you have something in paperback? I really want to read a book. And so it has been this nagging thing in the back of my mind that we got to do this eventually. But again, finding the time in the middle of our hectic ministry demands, it was just a big ask. And so in 2018, I finally bit the bullet and published two of our books that we currently have in our store. The first one's Change Me, and the second book that I published was Suffering Well. In 2019, I published Get Ready, which is a marriage book. And then in 2020, we have a fourth paperback that is due to come out. We're set to publish one book per year, and we should be able to do that indefinitely. But the reason that I wanted to publish these first three books, Change Me, is it is the premium content on our website about how to change. It is the perfect book for a small group. It's the perfect book for two people to go through. Definitely the perfect book for a husband and wife. Uh, it's an excellent book for the individual to go through as they walk through the transformation process. So that applies to everybody. Suffering well, that applies to everybody because we all resonate with suffering. Uh, suffering well is a, it's a hybrid book. It's an autobiographical book through the book of Job in the Old Testament. And so that is a very personal book for me, and the Lord has really blessed that book probably more than I had anticipated, but I'm very grateful that God has truly blessed that book and uh, we, we get regular reviews where people write in and talk about how God has used that book in their lives. But suffering also is a common reality as, as long with our need for transformation. And then the third book, Get Ready, well, it's a, it's a relationship book. 
And again, that resonates with all of us too. And so the reason that we published those three first were for transformation, for suffering, and for relationship. And again, hopefully in 2020, uh, we'll have our fourth book out. And then again, we're set to publish one book indefinitely. 2019, where we are today, throughout our ministry life, we've never been able to have a website that could keep up with our traffic. The website that we have just launched and that we still have a few wrinkles to work out. We're at the end of the build, but we're not complete with it yet. It is by far the biggest website that we've ever built, but this is our seventh one. And four of those websites I built, and because I, I built them because of the expense involved in building one. We've never been able to hire anyone. We have hired three developers to build three of the seven. But the four that I built, as fast as I built one, we needed something larger. And so this past year, we did complete our seventh website launch. Thankfully, we were able to hire a web development team for this massive project. This website provides us, theoretically, with unlimited expandability. And because of what's involved in our website, in the website build, it was a $25,000 project. Now, the reason for that is, is our website is not a static website where you just throw up a page and you just add blog posts along the way. Our website is an interactive, it's an interactive website ministry. For example, as I mentioned, I mean, we have 1,500 articles, more than that, on our website. We have nearly 1,200 podcasts on our website. We have over 250 videos. We have more than 7,000 free members on our website. We have over 18,000 forum responses. We have a a fully orbed LMS, a learning management system for our mastermind program. And so this is a busy, technologically challenging website to do what we do, but it is our cyber store. So it's not a billboard. It's not like a billboard that you throw up for a few dollars. No, this is a big project and it's imperative that all the pieces in it talk to each other as we continue to wrestle and work through the bugs and, and we add new things to it all along. And so the cost of this, which I'm so excited because, uh, folks, it's been fully supported, but it's a $25,000 project, and it will increase as we continue to develop it. And once we get out of the launch phase, then what we can do, well, only, only the Lord knows, but we are, for the first time in the history of this ministry, we're positioned in such a way uh, that we can truly expand in a, a virtual unlimited way. But also in 2019, it became apparent that we had to pare back our counseling availability even more to accommodate the ministry growth as well as our growing master, our school, our online school. And so I pulled back two of our counselors from the counseling department and gave them a significant portion of the training and the supervision in our school, which is what Mark and Brandy do as they help me uh, with our students. And in 2019, we knew that it was time to reevaluate our ministry again. And so we started out in 2008, not knowing where this thing was going. In 2012, we began to wrestle with our mission statement. Then in 2019, because there's been so many dynamic and various changes in the ministry, 
we had to hire a consultant to step into the ministry to take it down to the studs and provide an objective assessment in three key areas, where we have been, where we are, and where we need to go. And so after hours of meetings, we began mapping out a plan for the future. There were two primary takeaways from this consultation. Number one, I can no longer do all that I have been doing. And so we whittled down my job description from doing about 15 resource development type things in addition to the administration, but we whittled it down to four vital areas. And so my new job description is public speaking, mastermind program, podcasting, and book publishing. By doing these four things, it allows us to not only reach the largest number of people, but also to drill down to help these people in the most qualitative way. And so the first takeaway was I can no longer do what I've been doing, and so they whittled down my job description. Number two, it became evident that we need another person to run the business side of our ministry. I put business side in quotation marks because it is a ministry, but on the back end of our ministry, there is a whole lot of business that's happening, and I have been the primary person doing those things for the past 11 and a half years. Now, if you want a fuller picture of my job description, I have an operational mind map embedded here to so that you can see what my responsibilities have been and why we need to change how we do business in the future. I had no plan on July the 3rd, 2008, other than to write a blog post. And then I did it again the next day. What we have today was not in my thought processes by a long shot, though omnis omniscient Lord had much bigger plans in his mind. Today, we reach hundreds of thousands of people all over the world annually. It is as humbling as it is stunning. But this is only part of what the Lord can do. One of the most vital keys in whatever good that has come from this work is because of the folks who support it. On a human level, you know that all this would not happen without you. I can work, the team can work, but we can't work without you. And through the kindness of God, the Lord has marshaled a small army to do a mighty work. I cannot overstate the value of your partnership with us in this gospel adventure. What do we need now, and how can you pray? One of the things, as I mentioned, that came out of the consultation is that it is evident that in 2015, I pared back. I could no longer do all the counseling work or be a full-time counselor and then be a full-time equipper, trainer, ministry leader well, now we're in the same dilemma. I can no longer run the business side of our ministry and continue to provide these resources to help the folks who are asking for it. And so what we need is we need an individual 
that can run the business side of our ministry. Specifically, we need an operations manager, plus a few other key individuals. And so I'm asking the Lord to provide us with $100,000 so that we can get through 2020 by hiring an operations manager and a few key individuals. We need help so that I can focus on the heart of this ministry, the vital areas that I mentioned before, the, the critical areas that I need to be doing to help the hurting souls that the Lord brings to us. And so with that in mind, that's how I want you to pray. We need your support to help us to carry the weight of this work. As I told one of my students recently, I don't feel stress. And when I say that, I'm honest, I don't. I don't feel stressed. But I also said it's probably because I've been in it for more than a decade. And so I'm the frog in the kettle as the heat turns up gradually. Perhaps I don't know how bad it is. But what I do know is that I cannot manage this any longer, and I have to have help if the Lord continues to grow this. So I am trusting that God Apparently, as you have heard through this oral history, Willie, the, the seeing-impaired gentleman in Atlanta and the multiplied thousands of other people that have come, it seems quite evident that the Lord wants to bring more people here to receive help. He has also brought quite a few supporters that has helped carry the weight of this, but as we continue to grow... I have to find somebody that can work alongside me that can function as an operations manager. And so I need for you to pray about, many of you do support this ministry, but will you pray how you can support if you aren't? If you benefited from the ministry, with, will you help us? I would also like for you to talk to your local churches too and ask them to pray about taking us on as a ministry, either monthly or annually. I have links here for support that you can check out. I also have a contact link if you want to ask me a specific question. Will you do that? This is episode 218, an oral history of our ministry. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.